What up, Cowboy Nation? It's week three of the Lawn Chair Cowboys podcast, and I'm your host, Mitch. As always, joining me today is everyone's favorite long-haired, tattooed cowboy fan who produces a Cowboys podcast, Daniel. Oh, I thought you were talking about Wayne. I was like, man, I haven't seen a picture of him in a while. When did he grow long hair? (laughs) Jokes. (laughs) And, of course... You'll know whenever I'm talking about Wayne on this one. And, of course, our resident hillbilly, truck trading, house betting, America's team loving co-host, Wayne. Okay. We have a lot to cover today. Um, Obviously, coming off of a loss and and a lot of controversy if you're a Cowboys fan on all the uh, social media networks. Um, So let's just jump right in. Uh, week three did not end as we had hoped. Well, uh, as we expected, I think. Um, as you expected, you expected it well, that way. It, yeah, it ended <laughs> as I expected, but it not as I had hoped. Um, obviously, I picked, I did pick Seattle to beat us, but um, that was my my uh, betting side of things. I, as a fan, I truly did want us to win, and. Um, Wayne and Wayne and Daniel can even attest to this. I did send a Homer pick in our group chat because I did think that we, I did hope that we would win. And I gave a score in there for what I thought that would be, but um, I'm still going to claim victory in the uh, competition of picking the, the game. So begrudgingly, I'll take the victory for, you know, falling so on you, the sword for you guys. So you take, so so when you get the score right, if they didn't win or lose, it's the outcome. What do you mean? Like, because you picked like I a mean, super low scoring game, right? Yeah, yeah, you did. No, twenty eight twenty, and the the final wasn't that far off, was it? I mean, the thirty one or thirty eight thirty one. That's not ten points. That's not okay. that crazy. Okay. Hey, I mean, you know. Somebody's got to win. Somebody's got to lose, and uh, it just so happens to be that I'm the winner. So, I mean, sorry, guys, throw a field goal on each score. I think I will. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, as we know, uh, 38-31 loss to the Seahawks. Um, heartbreaking in a way, but also could have been way worse. Um, if not for you know. Dax heroics, three four hundred and seventy-two yards, three touchdowns, uh, two interceptions, one of them right at the end of the game, trying desperation to heave it into the end zone um, with time cl- ticking off the clock. But you know, thirty-eight, thirty-one in Seattle against a red-hot Russell Wilson. Um, that offense is explosive, clearly. Um, both defenses were basically non-existent. Um, so let's talk about it. Uh, Daniel, um, you want to kind of go over what your thoughts are on the game, um, what you saw that you thought, uh, you know, you expected to see and what you saw that you were kind of surprised to see. I saw everything that I expected to see other than a Cowboys victory. Um, Russell Wilson's just playing on another level. 
Um, and I, you know, our defense, we, we talked about this in our chat the other day. It's like, is it scheme or is it blown coverages? And I say, I say, blown <laughs> you yeah. two say scheme. <laughs> yeah. I mean, do we have holes that need filled on defense? Yes. If we were playing against, <laughs> if we were playing against, I don't know, Matt Ryan in this game, would we have won? Yes. Um, honestly, I think if we were playing against Jared Goff in this game, we would have won. Um, we're playing against Russell Wilson's thrown 14 touchdowns in three games. That's unheard of. That's, it's never happened. Yeah. It's really impressive. Um, we had some mistakes. We've got to clean that up. We had some penalties, a few penalties. We, I don't know what it is about our, our offense, our defense, anybody. I, I don't know what it is about the Cowboys that like, it's almost like, um, we're like, we're like a fly that's attracted to a bug zapper and the bug zapper just happens to be penalties. Um, yeah, I don't know if it's like a good, good like analogy, but it's. I get it. Yeah. Moth to a flame. We're like, uh, you know, we're just attracted to them. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. And, and 10 penalties for 59 yards. They had five penalties for 30 yards. So we doubled theirs. Yeah. And it seems um, to always happen. Now, I wish that I had the capability of going back and like watching game film so I could actually look at some stuff. And I know that they're not calling. Um, it's like a historically low offensive penalties have been called this year um, for every other team, I feel like. But I feel like our offensive penalties are pretty much normal, like a normal season or like a normal season for any other team. Um, now, I don't know if it's because they're blatant penalties. There's a few that I that I saw that were like, OK, yeah, that should be called. But there's also some kind of like the Rams game where, you know, the um, offensive pass interference on Gallup. That yeah. was a ticky tacky BS call. Um, right. But as far as this game goes, um, it, like I said, it went pretty much how I expected it. Um, I kind of had it the reverse. I forgot to get exactly what, I think it was like 35, 27 Cowboys. And my prediction was pretty close, just kind of swapped there. Yeah. Um, and it could have been worse. Uh, Trayvon Diggs saved uh, a touchdown. Yeah, he did. Um, yeah, he did. <laughs> like, You've got a second year. But she also got completely torched on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He got torched on it. But the fact that he Never saved it. Up. Yep. And going against, uh, I mean, I mean, D- DK Metcalf's still young, second year. Um, he's balling out. Um, and after seeing what he did to um, Stefan Gilmore, I wasn't surprised at how he played this week either. Um, but yeah, I think overall, offensively, our offensive line, we, we need to get healthy. Um, but it wasn't as bad as I thought it could have been. Now, I don't know if it's because Seattle's defense is butts or if our offensive line really did step up and play without Tyron Smith and Collins. And we lost Looney for a bit in this game. But yeah, but yeah, like I, if we can get healthy on the offensive line, there's no reason we shouldn't put up 45 points a game. Yeah, that would be a lot of fun to see. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, you know the the story of the game. You know, um, 
there's so many different storylines you could look at. Um, looking over the the uh, breakdown of the the team stats here, um, we had more first downs, 27 to 23. Um, you know, we had 10 more plays, 80 to 70. More yards, 522 to 412. Um, equal number of drives. We both had 14 drives. And um, our yards per play was better than theirs by um, uh, 6.5 to 5.9 margin. Um, where they really um, changed things was their rushing. They rushed for over 100 yards. We did not. We only had 61 yards. Zeke could not get going. And um, penalties, like I said, men- I had mentioned there a minute ago, um, we doubled their penalty yardage and, and their total number of penalties. And a three to one turnover ratio is not good. Um, we are turning the ball over way too much. We got lucky to win against Atlanta after turning the ball over four times. Um, and just, you know, we just can't keep doing this and expecting to win. Um, we have to take care of the football. Um, and it's just inexcusable. But even with oh. the the total number of plays, us having 10 more plays to theirs, they won the time of possession 32 to 27. So um, just looking at those stats, you know, it, it tells you who played more efficiently. Clearly it was them. Um, and we, even after saying all of that, we were still in it and had a chance to tie the ball game or win the ball game potentially um, at the end of it. So Wayne, what were your thoughts on week three? Um, I don't even know where to start, but um, I'll say that the stats are probably like that because we had to play from behind, so they were more benefited to run the ball some than we were. We weren't in a good spot to use Zeke, although I believe that Zeke really dropped the ball, so to speak, or couldn't catch it. He was uh, six six of twelve uh, receiving targets. He dropped six yeah. passes. I mean, all real fairly easy ones too. All hit his hands. Um, he was too focused on uh, the run after the catch. His head was turning yeah. before the ball got there mm, every time. Yeah. I I don't know. I mean, I don't. I don't know. I think we. I don't know. We we played okay. Um, we obviously did better as the game went on, got a little more comfortable. Um, I am still under the belief that we need to clean up our penalties and need to hold on to the football and not turn it over, and we will win the games. It's that simple. I also made a comment on Dallas's Facebook page. <laughs> that penalties, turnovers, and just getting healthy overall would really help. But I thought we fought really well in the game against one of the best teams in the league and ended up losing by a touchdown. Um, and it could have been even closer than that. Um, to touchdown. play devil's advocate, though, I will point out that last week you were saying – that Seattle was the worst, one of the worst teams in the league. Obviously, oh, yeah, you're focused only on their defense, but we can't say Seattle was is one of the best teams in the league. They have the worst pass defense in the league. 
I think Dak proved that last week. Did he not? Yeah. Oh, he, he did. did. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> but they're not the worst team in the league. What else you want me like to you say? were, you were saying they were the worst team in the league, and now you're saying they're the best team. No, in the no. League. How, how, no, how that yeah. went? No, no, no. Hold on, hold on. No, how that went? You was... guys pick on me. You guys pick on me. <laughs> I'm gonna pick right back. Okay, Mr. Julio Jones never dropped a pass. Um, <laughs> not literally, figuratively. <laughs> kind of like figuratively, Mr. how Seattle uh, overall is the worst team in the league, figuratively, but only part of it's they're true. Not. Exactly. I know. <laughs> Seattle has the best, one of the best offenses and the worst pass defense. Do you feel okay. better by me saying pass defense? I thought you yes. clarified that last week in real time. <laughs> I did not feel a need to get on there. I did not realize we were having a presidential debate. It would have been better than what happened last week. You didn't know you are debating the host, right? <laughs> I don't guess. But just so Mitch feels better about himself, <laughs> Seattle has the worst pass defense in the league. He will readily admit it. They have one of the best teams in the league overall. Okay. Can we talk so, about how Jamal um, Adams needs to keep his mouth shut? Let's just talk about how... <laughs> how I don't know. I, I had a review going on you know, got interrupted about something off the wall. Well, you know, I'm trying to keep us moving because apparently we're making this like thing way too long. Everybody keeps complaining. And <laughs> so nobody's you know, complaining. Just to make things <laughs> we're just uh, trying to like, you know, that whole thing. Out. <laughs> now, I'm going to play it twice. Cause I can do that. Da- Daniel had to, sh- <laughs> Daniel had to show us his, uh, his, um, his plan structure for his, his um, uh, fantasy football podcast that he's been running for two years now and or more. And it's like five pages long and mine's <laughs> only one. And he's like, and we do ours under an hour. <laughs> I also literally, I also literally <laughs> stopped them. I'm like, okay. And now we're going to this. Like, it doesn't matter what we're talking about. Like, I'm just like, okay, we've got to, you know, like today it ran long and it was an hour and like six minutes. Like that's okay. Long. Wayne. Finish your week three <laughs> recap. I don't. I don't even know what we're talking about. <laughs> Seattle sucks. Seattle, <laughs> you said you said that we were still within up. That's when I got got. I had to speak up. Was you said that um, we were, we're still we only touch. lost by seven points to one of the best teams in the league, and it would have been less than that even if we would have stopped them on third down. No, and, and no, it, and you know, all joking aside, I agree a hundred percent with what you're saying at the beginning. Is you know, we if we clean up the way we're playing, if we get rid of the turnovers and we um, quit making stupid mistakes and penalties, a hundred percent, we are three and zero right now. Um, and the second game wouldn't have come down to a onside kick recovery and a, an amazing, you know come back. So uh, I, I definitely agree with that part of, of your, your statement for sure. Um, so uh, one of the things that we really, and you know, in our group chat and um, <laughs> the aftermath of the game that uh, really got us fired up is Wayne went over to the 
um, official Dallas Cowboys Facebook page um, <laughs> made a comment on their their uh, post that they put of the final score of the game, and it was a picture of Dak, and made one comment, and in a snap, that thing had a couple hundred reactions, um, likes and laughs and hearts and various reactions. And now it's up to what, like 600 comments or something now? Uh, 608 reacts and 188 comments. Oh, 600. Yeah, 600. I knew there was some kind of high 600 yeah. something number. So, and uh, over 100 comments. So, um, that led to our new idea for <laughs> our new segment, Daniel's Rant of the Week. All right, am I, can I take this? I'll take this. Listen, go for it. Brother. All of you fair weather Dallas Cowboys fans, go find a new fucking team. Sorry to drop the f bomb. I try not to. Um, I'm trying to be a good Christian boy, <laughs> but y'all piss me off. Um, Sorry for cursing. Yeah, it pisses me off to see people like Jason. Are we not going to talk about Dak? That, okay, and I'm, I'm quoting. This is this was his comment. Are we not going to talk about Dak? He needs to clean up his game as well. Three turnovers, Jerry, save your money, let the kid go, bring on Andy Dalton. Go crawl under a rock, back under your rock, Jason. And, like, no. Like, Dak throws for a career high. He made, like, okay, so the last turnover, Dak should have waited to fourth down to throw that ball, not third down. That's a fourth down play. Um but you throw for 400, what's 472, 472 yards. yards. Yep. 472. Yeah. But to be fair, he didn't exactly know how much time he had left and he was about to tackle. And so he, yeah. And he made an amazing, an oh, amazing yeah. athletic play to get out of that tackle, save falling down through and still was able to throw a ball 40 yards into the end zone. Oh yeah. I'm not saying that, you know, no, I know you're yeah, not yeah, saying. Yeah. I'm saying this idiot. What what was his name? Jason. Jason. Come on, man. Yeah. Come on, man. We can't steal. Uh, we can't steal. Um, Randy Moss's thing. But well, uh, I'm not stealing it. And that's you got Moss. Come on, man. With somebody <laughs> yeah. else. But yes, or, I'm not stealing. You it. got Moss. Yeah, yeah. 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 So uh, um, a couple other comments. Didn't you? You had some more there. Um, I mean, there were some people that actually agreed with Wayne, which is nice to see. But like, it's. <laughs> It's the fact that if we lost a game by a touchdown and you've got cow, supposed cow, I'm not even going to call them Cowboys fans. They're supposed Cowboys fans saying bench Dak Prescott and bring in Andy Dalton whenever he threw for 472 yards and what, three touchdowns? Yes. And, 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 and Dak's the problem. Like, where do people get off on that? Like, Dak is not the problem. Dak is the reason that we were in that game in the first place. Absolutely. You have Andy Dalton in there. They're the same fans that want him to sign uh, Earl Thomas. Thomas. Yeah. Yeah. Even after no other team wants Earl Thomas. Go away with Earl Thomas, Cowboys fans. It's not going to happen, and I don't want it to happen. Earl Thomas is washed up. He's old, and he is – he will tear the locker room apart. He literally, um, he got into a fight. I don't know if he punched somebody in Baltimore. I think that's what happened whenever he got released. I'm, but, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure he did. 
Yeah. And like, why would you want that? So we could have another car in our backfield. Yeah. Like, and, and, and I made the comment, you know, in our group chat that I, I agree with why, and, and I agree that we don't need him, but I also want to see us sign somebody because it shows me that they realize that we need help and that they are trying to fix it right now. Our secondary is Swiss cheese. We have, we're literally playing the majority of our game with our preseason and, and into coming into the first game, third and fourth string DBs are on a field right now. There are starters that are, can be had. Are they great? No, but they're, they could be better. And if we're not trying to get better, then we're settling for mediocrity. And that's my, my frustration. I entirely agree there because it's already a hard enough and complicated scheme for the guys that's been in camp learning it for the whole year that we're just going to sign some guy off the street and he's going to know it. I would, but I, I was accurate. Well, no, I would rather, but the thing is, is like, I would rather sign them. Like if, if we're going to do it, why wait? That way we can bring them in. Right. And get, get them, them in caught so they up and learn it. Yeah. Right. Well, for the next, the next best guy after Earl Thomas is Clinton Dix. What do we do with him? Let him right. go. Bring him right. back. Well, <laughs> he he'd probably know the scheme at least. He wasn't I mean, he, yeah, if he wasn't good enough then, but I mean. This year we cut him. Right. I realize that, but that was because we had players that were healthy that were better. Now we don't. Nah, we're don't we're thin, man. We could have sent I, him to the I, practice just, squad and we didn't. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just, <laughs> I, I want to see us try to get better. Um, and And, you know, we restructured contracts we made all these different moves to save money to get more cap space for this year and we've yet to use it um or we've I just, done it I, for 2020 covid problems because there's no money coming in i guess i don't know but i just it just there's clearly some issues health-wise and we we were looking at it the other day it's going to be probably week six seven or eight before um, we are back to, or could possibly be back to full strength because who knows who could get injured in between now and then, or whose timeline is lengthened or shortened, um, between now and then. So I won't make any assumptions, but, um, just looking through the, the list of guys that we have on IR or who are just on the injured list, um, and are projected to miss a certain number of games. That's, uh, what, uh, you know, was projected as several of them are, expected to miss about six weeks, which was six weeks from the time that they were hurt. So looking mid season, um, that they'll, we'll be getting that back. So, um, which to me is fine because if you look at our upcoming schedule, the only one that gives me pause until we play the Steelers is the Cardinals. Um, you got the Browns like, yeah, our secondary, like you said, is Swiss cheese, but Baker Mayfield can't throw the ball for shit. Yeah. I think he's only thrown for like 200 yards once so far. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, not the, it's not the Browns I worry about. It's clearly not the Giants I worry about. Um, well, definitely got to worry about the the Cardinals, um, and Washington's no slouch. So I hope we can get it corrected by week seven to to pick up and and uh, win a couple games um, on the road when we go week seven to Washington and week eight to Philly. Um, those should be winnable games at the at that point in the season if we're fully healthy 
and the way Philly is playing right now, how terrible Wentz is. Oh, I love it. Um, <laughs> and how I think overhyped Washington is right now. Um, I just don't think that they're 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 as good as their record shows. And their record doesn't even show that they're that good. <laughs> they beat the Eagles. The but people are yeah, but people are trying to claim that they're they're yeah. a, you know the best team first. East. Yeah, tied they're tied for first. first. They're not. Um I mean they are, but they're not. So their 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 defense was the saving grace of that team and now they're getting hurt. So Yeah. 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 And Terry McLaurin, like Yeah. Scary. So time. let's yeah. um Let's roll in now. Uh, Daniel could not agree more. Um, obviously, we talked about it a lot, but Dak is definitely not the problem on this team. And anybody who thinks so clearly doesn't understand football. Um, I'm not trying to say that I'm some football guru because I'm definitely not. I'm pretty much just a casual – or not a casual fan. I'm, I'm a fan of the game, and I've been watching it for a long time. And I know and I can see when a player is talented enough and – is a leader and Dak is clearly that. Um, so get off your freaking fire Dak, you know, bench Dak for Dalton train and get on board with the Dak Express because the man is going to be the highest played paid NFL player coming next season. Not happy about that, but I'm ha- I mean, not happy about the fact that we're going to have to spend that kind of money, but I'm happy that Dak is our leader because I think he is, um, a legitimate uh, starting quarterback and can lead us to great things as long as the team around him can help out. Um, So that being said, and we've already kind of alluded to some of it, let's roll into our week four preview versus the Browns. Um, This game is back home. Uh, We are coming back to Dallas for one of three straight so I had to verify that. I thought it was three, but I wanted to to check the schedule again. So um, we are back home playing Cleveland on Sunday at one. Um, we follow that up with a, a game against New York um, the following Sunday, and then we have the Cardinals on Monday night um, on in Week Six. All three games are at home, so we got a little homestead. We don't have to travel. Um, we get a chance to get maybe get a couple guys healthy. We don't have to be on the road trying to, trying to mend wounds or whatnot. Um, but in comes the Cleveland Browns, the, what everybody would consider paper champions of the world, <laughs> because every year everybody says, Oh, they have all the pieces. They're going to be so good. And then they do Browns things and just suck. So let's talk about the Browns. Wayne, what do you think about, the game coming up with uh, with the dog pound. Ah, uh, they got a really good team. Uh, um, I think it'll be a lot closer than everyone thinks. Their uh, running backs are going to be tough to handle coming out of the backfield. Um, it's going to be tough, but I have faith that we'll get stuff corrected. Um, I think you're going to see us simplify our defense a little bit. And Baker's not one to just pick apart a defense. Um, He is known to throw a few interceptions, which we don't see those too often. So we will gladly take one of those. And I see us winning um, 38 to 33. 
Are we doing our predictions in this segment? <clears throat> I don't know. Um, no, I guess we yeah, can. we can. Yeah, I have a uh, week four preview and score prediction. So, um, so Wayne, you're going 38-33 Cowboys. 38-33 Cowboys. And what's your bold the... prediction of the week? All right. So my bold prediction of the week is that Diggs gets his interception. You stole and, mine. <laughs> oh, that was yours? Because I got a two-part. You've used that every week. No, I didn't use it last week. My last, my, my one last week was that, that Zeke would go over 200 all-scrimmage or oh, all-purpose right. yards, <laughs> which, he, which just didn't – God, he didn't – I don't think he got over 50. <laughs> he didn't get over 100. I know yeah, that. Yeah, yeah it was like 60 or 70, I think. Yeah. So uh, I like um, – I don't even know, no, because Mitch is going to do that. See, you guys ruined it for me. I can because you guys got like the same prediction each week. No, uh, no, no go, go for predict. it. Go for it. Because I've got, I've got a com- yeah, I've got a completely different prediction than I've had. Or yeah, used. I've I've got other ones. Believe me, I've been I've been okay. mulling this over. So that was that was. My I wanted to be <laughs> I wanted to be prepared, so I wasn't uh, trying to come up with one on the fly like last no, week. So I think so. I think we're gonna, and that's why I kind of felt bad because you guys said I took yours, but I think that it's going to be. Uh, a surprise showing by the defense. I still think they're going to get their points, um, but because they have two really, really good running backs. But I think that um, you're going to see uh, D. Law get his sack, and I think that Diggs is also going to get his interception because he's been so close, so close each week. Mm-hmm. All right. So Wayne says D. Law gets a sack and Diggs gets an INT. And uh, 38-33 Cowboys victory. Um, I'm going to jump in because I don't want mine getting stolen. And I always <laughs> let you guys go first. So um, I think um, what what's going to happen this week, and I hope what, I, what we see happen this week, is we start using the strength of our defense, which is clearly our defensive line and our front seven, and just go after Baker Mayfield. Um, I have been waiting to see our defense just open up pass rush and blitz, blitz, blitz. And this is the team that we need to do it because as Wayne said, you know, he has a tendency to, um, you know, he loves to scramble. He loves to get out of the pocket, but he has a tendency to throw the ball away um, and not away, away, like out of bounds, but he'll, you know, throw a lot of picks and you pressure him and you keep him out of the pocket. You keep him off his toe, or you know, off his rhythm. And I really think that that's the key to um, this defense being successful against a team like this. Um, so that being said, um, I really do think that this defense is going to stand up, like Wayne said, and surprise people. Um, but I am going with a um, prediction score prediction. Dallas wins. 27 to 20. Um, and I think as a bold prediction, Dallas will hold Cleveland scoreless in the second half of the game. I think they'll get all their 20 points in the first half. Um, maybe even jump out to a lead like they have, um, like all of our opponents have so far, but I think we will, um, stand up. Our defense will sturdy up and get strong and our offense will start scoring at will, 
and we will win 27-20 while holding Baltimore or Baltimore while holding Cleveland scoreless in the second half of the game. Yeah. It's a good bold prediction. <clears throat> it's not going to happen, but it's a good bold prediction. Score <laughs> probably, but you know, I dig it. <clears throat> All right, so yeah, I, I guess I'll just jump in here and uh, give you my. Oh yeah, get, hey Daniel, <laughs> yeah, why don't that? you go ahead and jump in? <laughs> all right, all right, I got this, I got this. Okay, so I mean, um, I think our defensive front is enough to uh, to force them to have to throw the ball. That's the key to like, like I said, the, the key to winning this game is to stop Hunt and stop Chubb. Um. I think we can do that. I think we could stop them both and then put pressure on Baker Mayfield, like you said, Mitch, and the turnovers are going to come and we're going to win this game and we're going to do it in style. 35, 17 Cowboys. Um, That's my prediction. And my prediction is that we have my, or my bold prediction. I guess you could say uh, we get three turnovers in this game. You get two interceptions and one strip sack. And the strip sack goes to Alden Smith with the recovery. I don't know who gets the recovery, but Smith will force that uh, fumble. That's my bold prediction. And as so far you're, as you're going with the hot hand there with Alden Smith, he's leading the leading the league in sacks right now. So that's a, um, yeah, well, ten- know, and, and the man's just an animal. So, oh yeah. Um, I think Tank Lawrence would probably recover the fumble. Tank will probably get a couple sacks in this game too, honestly. I think this it, is It would be game. bold if you said that uh Tristan Hill recovered it. That would be bold. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not I'm not talking about like bold as in I'm gonna predict who who causes a fumble and then who recovers uh, it. Um you know I, I mean would, that's pretty bold you're already just claiming that, you know, it's gonna be Alden Smith forcing the fumble so that's that's pretty good if yeah i was to pick anyone i'd so i'd pick yeah i mean <laughs> yeah. on fire. and everybody's dogging lawrence like he hasn't gotten a sack he who paying this guy too much money it's like did you like did you watch the game on sunday do you know the reason that alden smith got those sacks that he got it's because lawrence oh, yeah, he was disruptive yeah, oh, yeah. like the well, d-law the, was there yeah. so close and it's like if it wasn't for D Law, Smith wouldn't have gotten those sacks. And if Smith would have yeah. been in the same position that D Law was in, D Law would have got those sacks. So I'll take the sacks where we get them. I don't give a shit who's getting them or who's getting paid for it. Yeah, it's you not know. a knock on Quinn, but you you know last year. Yep. So yeah. yeah. We win. And I'm I'm talking like we double their score. Thirty what did I say, thirty five seventeen? 35-17, yep. Okay, yep. okay. Yep. I mean, I'll take it, absolutely, yeah. I just think uh, I, I think that this is a game for our team to come out of Seattle, I mean, with, with big cojones. Like, we, we, we lost. Our offense played a great game, but I think our defense is going to look at our offense and be like, shit, if we don't, like, get our shit together, they're going to they're gonna start, like, stink bombing our rooms or something. I would. Yeah. I like, would. There would be I mean, some but, mad pranks there. I'd be putting freaking icy hot in their jock straps. Right. And, <laughs> all right. So um, we're going to take a, a a little turn here and uh, switch things up slightly um, in our next segment. In the past, we've done our fantasy can't miss for both uh, DFS 
and for the weekly games. Um, but Daniel and I have both pretty much determined that everybody knows if you if you have a skill position player for the Dallas Cowboys at this point, you're going to be playing them. Um, you'd be dumb not to because this offense is so prolific. Um, so at this point, we're going to move forward with uh, Wayne giving us his DFS stud of the week um, or play of the week and also give him a, a segment to talk about and a little bit more about the, um, you know, the point spread and the over and under and the betting situation as far as those go and, and what his thoughts or guidance would be on that. So Wayne, you want to take it from here? Yeah, man, I got it. Um, so this week we got Cleveland coming to town and they're looking at a 55 and a half uh, total on the game with a spread of, it seems to be averaging four and a half in the Cowboys' favor. Cowboys are the favorite at home. Um, so what I'll say about that is basically, you know, they're sort of implying probably a 30 to 26 score. So don't be shocked for it to be in that range because Vegas is uh, eerily accurate. But um, we've all given our scores, so... I guess I can't really – I forget. What would you say, Mitch? What did you think? What you thought was low scoring? So you say the under, but you think Dallas is going to cover. Um, mine was 27-20. Yeah, so you think it's under and Dallas covers. And obviously Daniel thinks that we cover, so 47. So you think – and then what you said, 30 to 17? 35-17. So it's 52. That's still an under. Mm -hmm. So I'm the only one of us, I think, that went with the over. I love overs, so (laughs) it'll be like that all year. Um, I think that uh, as far as your can't-miss fantasy guy for uh, DFS, I went through. I mainly do DraftKings, but I went through and looked at the uh, pricing this week, and the only one that I would – say that you got to put in, I think for the price is CD lamb. Um, Gallup is still a little bit more expensive than him. And I feel like Gallup has big games, but sometimes he'll have a game or two where he just disappears. Um, I like CD's role in the offense and I think it'll only grow going forward and he's still super cheap. So I like him to have a really good game here. Um, another guy, if you want to take a gamble, would be Cedric Wilson. Like I said, that's a gamble. He had a big one this week, and everyone might be chasing him. But at $3,200, if you just want to put a guy in there that might be able to get you 20 points, that's a guy. But other than that, I don't feel as though the prices of the rest of the Cowboys are going to be worth uh, paying up for compared to what you can find to round out your team. All right. Yeah, I like that. And, um, you know, I was going to, I was going to mention too, um, DFS for those who don't know, or those who are thinking about getting into it, um, DraftKings, uh, FanDuel, are they both, um, PPR? Uh, no, DraftKings is more PPR. Um, I haven't really looked at FanDuel this year, so I don't know if they've changed any of the scoring, but, they do give you your scoring rules uh, once you open the app so you can see and you can kind of go through the rules and see, you know, based on, you know, what's going to 
be uh, weighted more for your guy and how you want to build out your team. Um, Yahoo isn't as popular, but people still play it. Um, but I think DraftKings is one of the most popular ones, and it is PPR. And and on that note, you know, you're talking about CD Lamb and 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 PPR is really beneficial when you have a guy that's getting those those short little dink and dunk passes that CD Lamb is. They've been using him in the offense a lot. Um, so you know, every time he gets one of those, it's already a point, regardless of the yardage. So. Um, yeah, and, you know, uh, just to point that out. I would be remiss not to uh, <clears throat> give a shout-out to my guy, uh, Dalton Schultz. Um, I think he's going to be seeing about seven to eight, um, maybe ten targets a game going forward. Um, I really like him, but his price is kind of in the middle. Like um, I think he's going to get good return for his value, but you know, there's some guys a little cheaper than him that – you could probably plug in off another team that's going to have a better offensive outing overall. Yeah, and he he, uh, he had six targets last week, uh, four catches, so a good good uh, catch percentage. But um, didn't didn't quite see um, the you know the the production that we had expected last week. You know, coming out of the podcast, we were all high on Schultz. Um, all of us, you know, all agree Schultz is the man. <laughs> um, and He's been a bright, bright spot on the uh, team. Which, you know, uh, I, and I just, I just feel like maybe, maybe we put too much pressure on him. You know, may, maybe he hurt us, and and he, he you know, got a little bit. Receiving. Yeah, forty-eight yards, no touchdowns. So. Forty-eight. Yeah, it'll be all right. But hey, Dalton, keep your head up, brother. We're we're rooting for you here at the armchair armchair Cowboys. We we got lawn, your back, man. Lawn so. chair, lawn chair Cowboys. Jesus, La- you don't armchair, even know the name of our chair. podcast. Come ah, on, man. Edit that. You heard me say lawn chair. <laughs> you are evicted. <laughs> I'm just evicted saying. The host. I like Shit. I like that call on CD Lamb this week, though. Like CD Lamb's yeah. going to get his first touchdown. He might have two. Um. He's ready to break out. Oh, yeah. I couldn't pin it on a certain defender uh, for Cleveland because I didn't really look into it, um, uh, you know, down to the uh, uh, pro football focus grade one on the cornerbacks or the safeties or anything or who was who. It seems as though so far when I've looked back through the opponents that uh, Cleveland has proclivity to let one receiver go off. Oh, yeah. Not always just the X receiver, right? So um, I think that they can only cover so much and someone's just going to be running wild. Someone's just going to go nuts. And I just think it's C.D. Lamb this week. Plus, he's going to be trying to show out for Baker, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I like it. And I also like the fact that we are, I think we might be the only Dallas Cowboys podcast where we have a, a co-host that used the word proclivity. Come on now. Uh, and, you know, I just got to give you props for that big word, Wayne. That's that's good Hey, stuff. you didn't think yeah. it's redneck over here in Noosa. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I'm, I'm telling you, man, people think West Virginia, we're, we're just silly hillbillies with, you know, accents and don't wear hey, shoes. Speak, and speaking of West Virginia, um, I know that we demonstrate our own team, but I think we're all going to be proud to see uh, – um, Joseph playing this weekend. 
He's doing big things for the Browns. Just absolutely out out there. Yep, Carl Joseph, we love hopefully him. He hopefully, he doesn't um, wreck us too much, but uh, <laughs> we really like watching him play. Yeah, I won't. I won't say it was the last time he's in Texas because I'm sure he's played games in Texas um, since that night. But uh, uh, we, we, as West Virginia uh, fans, definitely remember the night that Carl Joseph killed a man in in Austin, Texas. Um, the hit that he laid on that Texas receiver would has is just one of those things that that you just look back and it and it was just one of those games where we were doing everything right and we went into Austin and beat the the you know the Longhorns as a huge underdog and was just a moment that we could all be proud of as Mountaineers. So um side little sidebar there but uh had to get that in Carjo we love you Really wish the Cowboys would have picked you up when you're a free free agent this offseason because we could be using you right now. Um, but glad to see you doing big things out there. <clears throat> Marquise Goodwin that got smoked. Yes, smoked him. So it's it's literally on YouTube. You can look it up. The night Car jo- Carl Joseph killed a man in Texas. <laughs> it's just an amazing hit. <clears throat> so on to our weekly segment, um, giving a little flashback to our favorite Dallas Cowboy players. Um, and this week we are moving to the wide receivers. <clears throat> so far, um, we had, uh, we first week we did cow or quarterbacks. Second week we did running backs. Um, I picked Aikman and Emmett. Wayne picked Romo and Emmett. And Daniel picked Stahlbach and Emmett. I think it was pretty much a, a foregone conclusion. Emmett Smith, the leading rusher in the history of NFL football, is going to be the best or the the number one pick for all of us. So, um, moving on to wide receivers, <clears throat> and I think this one has a chance to be um, a lot different, but it also could be very similar. So, um, this week I'm going to let. Uh, I'll let Daniel go first. Okay, so are we picking two? We're picking two, right? Oh, yeah. Yes, sorry. I forgot to set the rules. Yeah, pick two wide receivers um, for your all-time Dallas Cowboys team. Okay. Well, I was I, uh, before we started recording, I was going through, like, just random, like, receivers that played a few snaps. So, like, what was it? What was it who was it? Jesse Holly? Um, Jesse Holly, yeah. yeah. Seven for seven <laughs> yeah. as a Cowboys wide receiver. I think it's seven for seven. Yep. Yep. <laughs> um, never dropped a pass. Never dropped a pass. Um, but, you can say he's the Julio Jones of the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Speaking of, I don't think Romo dropped a pass either. Yeah, no. He did uh, fumble a. Uh, never mind. We'll, we won't talk about that. <laughs> I saw. I saw plenty of that video this past weekend leading up to the Seahawks game. Believe me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that my two wide receivers are Michael Irvin. I mean, grew up watching him, and Drew Pearson. Like I, I'm gonna, you know, I, kind of the same uh, flow as. Uh, my Roger Staubach pick is like, you know, the Hail Mary, like yeah. Staubach to Drew Pearson, like, you know, yep. it just same thing. Like whenever I think Cowboys, like I obviously, you know, you think of the nineties, Aikman and everybody, 
But you know, Drew Pearson, I'm gonna I'm gonna pair him right up with Roger Staubach there and uh, Michael Irvin. As much as I don't like him, and like on TV, not really. He's loud and it, like it. I, I love that he's just you know obviously a homer, but it's. I don't like watching him. Kind of like I don't like watching Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp. Um, oh, I love her. I love watching Irvin, man. <laughs> I, I enjoy him. I don't know. He, he, there, there's sometimes where it's like it's nice to have like you know somebody that's you know support the Cowboys. Um, but he's a realist. He's like, he's like Stephen A, but pro Cowboys. Yeah, yeah. But see, I don't, <laughs> I don't like Stephen A. Smith either. Oh, I can't stand Stephen A. Yeah. That's what I'm saying though. Is I, I just I I love. Yeah, I love his support because he's just so pro Cowboys. Oh yeah, didn't Stephen A. Uh, Falcons fan? I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. Last oh, week before that. the Falcons game, he was wearing a Cowboy hat and a Falcons jersey. Jeez, <laughs> uh, oh, I, I I meant to go. I, I might still at he some likes point. The too. What's that? I think he likes the Eagles too. Yeah, he just likes anybody that's playing against the Cowboys that given week. This week he's this week. <laughs> yeah. he's a friggin' Browns fan. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, I'm going to go with Michael Irvin and Drew Pearson. Those are my two. All right. Yeah, I like those. Those aren't bad at all, actually. I was going to put Des Bryant up there, but I wish Des Bryant would have played longer um, and done more things. And, you know, Des caught it, obviously. But, you know, I just, Drew Pearson had to. I had to put Drew Pearson above Des Bryant, obviously. Yeah. I mean, it's a good one. Good one to put in there. So uh, I can't, can't argue with him. Um, so I'll, I'll go next and, um, I definitely agree, uh, with the Michael Irvin pick. He's, um, just one of those guys that, you know, like we said, he, he's all about the Cowboys, um, even to this day. And he's just, he was just an amazing player, um, to watch play. He, he was electric at that time. Um, and was so much fun to watch. Um, you know, they he made Aikman look probably better than Aikman really was, but oh, hands I still down. love <laughs> I still love Aikman. Um so I, I just I can't I don't know. I I, I can't they praise him enough. Catch percentages for what was that? Receivers. I think he had one of the best catch percentages for catch. Oh, probably. I wouldn't be surprised at all. It was it was higher than Witten. It was. Uh, I think he was closing in on eighty percent catch percentage. Pretty good. Des was only like sixty percent. So yeah. <clears throat> um, you know, some of the other ones that I remember even from that time that I really I really loved back in the day. Um, just to give a shout out to them, Alvin Harper loved watching him play too. He was he was one of those key guys that that helped us win those Super Bowls. Um, was so much fun to watch. And uh, Rocket Ishmael, you guys remember Rocket? Um, he's just so fast and so much fun to watch. Um, so he he was a good one. You were yeah. a Miles Austin fan, weren't you? What was that? I thought you were a Miles Austin fan, weren't you? Oh, I loved Miles Austin, yeah. yeah. He was one of those who just, you know, the the nitty-gritty just, just does all the dirty work and – he, you know, seemed like he caught every ball that went to him, um, and and was always just one of those guys that would move the sticks. Loved watching him play. Um, but as my second guy, uh, you know, it, it, 
you, you'd like to go with guys that played their entire career with Dallas, but I got to award <laughs> guys who did a great job when they were here. And even though he um, is going to be a controversial pick, I'm going to go with T.O. Um, Terrell is just, just freaking, he's just a freak of a player. Um, amazing quarter or amazing wide receiver. Um, just, I just loved watching him. Get your popcorn ready, man. Um, I, I got to pick T.O. So that's my, that's my second wide receiver. Man, I really wish that we had that sound drop from Terrell Owens. Whenever he's he was, my quarterback. That's my quarterback. <laughs> that's my quarterback. Yeah. That's my quarterback. <clears throat> that's a, that's one you could add to your soundboard whenever yeah. we get that soundboard going. Yeah, I can. That's my That'd be awesome. Every time I'd mention right. somebody mentions mentions f- fucking Andy Dalton. That's my quarterback. <laughs> that's my quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> Swear to God. So, All right, Wayne. Let's get your uh, two two wide receivers. Your all time favorite. Mike Corbin and T.O. Man, that's it. Really? Yeah. If you would have went three, it would have been Dez. But I got T.O. over Dez. I mean, Throw Owen did the same amount in like two years that Dez did in, or did half of the amount that Dez did in seven years. So I I almost went Dez. I really did. Um, yeah. It was between T.O. and Dez for me. So yeah, I would say the same. It would be if I went a third, it would be Dez. Yeah, I mean, I like stats, so I'm all But I really did enjoy watching T.O. Okay, so just to uh, wrap up um, and review a little bit of what we went over today. Um, well, first off, our, our all-time lists. Um, I Well, Daniel, you picked Irvin and Pearson. Um, I picked Irvin and T.O., and Wayne picked Irvin and T.O. So, obviously, we all uh, we all grew up watching Irvin. Irvin was an all-time great, clearly in the hall of fame and, um, deservedly so. And that's why uh, we all picked him. And, and clearly we all had reasons for picking our other guy. Um, so, uh, let us know what you guys think, uh, your all time favorite wide receivers are in our comments section on Instagram and Facebook. Um, you can follow us on both of those sites. We have, uh, uh, try to stay active as much as we can, obviously different, different times of our week, lives are busy but we try to try to be active as we can on both um and obviously we if you're listening to us we need your support continued support um we are so proud to say we've already started off um better than we expected uh we have had 50 or averaged around 50 likes or listens sorry um per week since we started so um we're a little over 100 listens already and loving this um, loving the support we're getting and thankful for you guys, um, you know, going out and listening to our podcast. That being said, we need, if all of you 100 and so listeners, which let's say actually probably goes down to like 70 because I've listened a lot. Um, listeners would got not really that much, but um, we need you guys to get out there and rate review, um, give us stars, you know, uh, and and interact with us on on our social media um because we want you guys to be part of this um we're hopeful that you know this will continue to grow uh, we're trying to get our word our message out there through our social media platforms 
Um, but we want some more interaction from you guys. So um, we are available to listen to on all of the um, major podcast apps that you can download podcasts from, except for at this point, was it Pandora and YouTube, Daniel? Yeah, I'm having issues with YouTube. They're going to get a nice little email from me. <clears throat> a nice little friendly email. I'm going to send them a picture that they don't want. I won't say it on this <laughs> podcast because I'm a good Christian boy, but it's going to be of my, and it's not going to be pretty. <laughs> and it's not going to be bleached. <laughs> no. It's I 34. For YouTube. So. <laughs> <laughs> Wayne's like, wait, why am I getting this email? <laughs> no, like, okay, so our hosting site, like, changed something with YouTube. Like, even my other podcast that has been up for. Uh, almost three years now um the videos just stopped going to youtube so i don't i don't know i don't know what's going on with it and it's like you can upload one a week which is you know fine because we do one show a week but it's still saying that my next upload is september 24th um but that's it's uh september 30th so yeah i've got to figure something out Or I'm just going to post them. I'll have to make videos and post them. It'll take a while, but I can do that. If people want it on YouTube, it should be up within the next week, all three episodes. Um, I'll get something worked out. Well, if you're trying to listen to YouTube um, right now, let's uh, you know try going and listen somewhere else for us if you could. Um, we are on Apple Podcasts, of course, and and Spotify and, and all of the major um, other podcasts podcast uh apps that you can download from so again uh we appreciate your support wayne you got anything from the ig side um you're our our instagram guy um having fun with it over there so if there's anything you want to put out um for our instagram folks no no right now we're going to be releasing um each week with our uh bold predictions and score predictions closer we get um We'll come up with a few things over the next couple of weeks. I think we've been talking about a few. We just haven't started any of them yet, but um, things we can add into our social media that uh, maybe would keep everyone um, kind of talking and interested. And we can um, we can even share some things, uh, fans' thoughts within our own show, and uh, give you some shout outs and cover some topics that you want to talk about or even address some things that you don't agree with us on. So yeah, Yeah, I just keep an eye out. I just had a good idea for the Instagram and Facebook pages. I think um, it'd be cool. We should each find um, the oldest picture of us wearing Cowboys gear and post it to see which one of us wore Cowboys gear the youngest. Oh, Uh, wow. Probably. I don't even know if I could find, I don't know. I have to call Crystal and see what she can <laughs> yeah. find for me. I have to dig through my parents. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and, I think, uh, yeah, I think something like eventually. I, I wore much cowboy stuff. Uh, yeah, as a grade school kid, I remember having a, a Cowboys. It wasn't even starter. I wanted it to be starter, and it wasn't. It was whatever the <laughs> yeah. off brand of the starter jacket was, because that was back when starter was cool. Oh, now yeah. starters like the, you know, now starters like the off brand, but. um I had the uh, Dallas Cowboys, you know, the pullover, basically hoodie style coat 
Yeah. I don't even know what you'd call them. It had a pouch and everything, but it was oh, like yeah. a jacket. I might have had a cowboy shirt on on my grandpa's lap. I'll have to check with my grandma. Yeah, I'll have, I'll have to find one, but I'm sure my mom's got them. But um, yeah, that'll be fun, actually. And and we can make that, you know, like our, our kind of signature whenever we're interacting with folks or whatever on, on the pages. Yeah. Or even maybe splice them together and put it up on our uh, on our um, cover photos and whatnot. So um, definitely a good idea, Daniel. I like that. Um, and, and those of you out there, if you want to, you know, share, share some of your photos with us on our Facebook pages or our Instagram, um, when you were a young Cowboys fan and what got you started, um, just a fun way to interact and, and look back at our past as Cowboys fans. So, yeah, let's do, let's do something like that too. Like where we get fans to send in pictures of them and their Cowboys gear, like younger pictures. Um, and then we can pick, you know, one a week or something to post, um, on Instagram and Facebook and stuff. That'd be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. So that being said, guys, again, uh, just get out there, like, and share, um, uh, you know, join us on our Facebook pages, our Instagram, where, uh, the, the lawn chair Cowboys or at lawn chair Cowboys. Um, you can find us on, on those two social media sites and uh you know definitely like and review uh or rate and review us on the podcast apps that you use um i think you have to do it on apple and i think you can also do it through podbean but i don't think spotify allows you to rate or review um but if you can go over to apple if you have an apple product and and rate and review us that would be great it'd really help us out um getting us recognized um I know we're over 200 likes on Facebook, so let's keep that going. Keep it growing. Share with your friends and get the word out there. Let's go, Cowboys. Beat the Browns. My uncle texted me right after the game, and he said, I guess Mitch was right. I hate it when he's right. (laughs) I was like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Tell them that's how we all feel. <laughs> <laughs>